This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, in the last uh, couple days here, um, the Steelers have begun their second wave of uh, interviews for general manager candidates. Uh, they've they've uh, targeted the three three of the guys that they're bringing back, and we don't know if you know any any other ones. This, obviously, a lot of this comes from the uh, from the agents. Um, right, 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 right. Makes so sense. They talked to, to uh, Titans vice president of player personnel, Ryan Calden. He was one of the first guys they interviewed. Okay, uh, I actually broke that story. Thank you very much. Nice. Um, Buccaneers vice president of player personnel, John Spytek, should okay. work for the Patriots. And former uh, Steelers pro scouting director and G- Bill's general manager, Doug Whaley, is the third guy that they're going to talk to. Now, if they do this the way they've done things in the past, they typically only have three finalists for a job. Right, like the Tomlin hire and usually narrow it down to three, huh? Yeah, and the Cower hire is the same way. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is what makes us so interesting is that they're the Steelers. So, don't, it's been 22 years since, since Kevin Colbert was hired. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't recall that search a whole lot about that. I don't either. At the time. No, I just remember Donahoe well, kind of lost yeah. the power struggle with, with Cower and they got what was it? I mean, oh, no offense to Kevin was basically a relative unknown. I mean, I remember they got hired and I wasn't close to the team then, but it was, He's from around here. He's from the Lions. People talk highly of him. That's all I know about the guy. You know, I mean, and obviously he far exceeded those, you know, qualifications. But it's kind of like the Ben Roethlisberger replacement search is what's their MO when they go looking for a GM? I don't know. I mean, not to mention, I mean, ownership is the same family, but it's a different man in charge. You know, like we don't know what their process is. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is different. I do know that that Mike Tomlin is going to sit in on these yeah. second this second round of interviews because he didn't do that in the first wave um okay. and i know people are well tomlin's gonna have to he'll he'll rubber stamp this uh whoever the the uh the, the gm is well yeah that's how this works in fact i talked to bill cower uh about a week and a half ago maybe two weeks ago now um about the search when when colbert was hired mm-hmm and guess what, folks? Bill Cowher sat in on those interviews. See, I think he should. Right, because you have to work with that guy. See, it's not like we just hired this young up-and-coming coach that we're excited about. It, I mean, if it was Tomlin's rookie year as the head coach, I don't know, the, or Cowers or Knowles or whatever, or Belichick or anyone, you know, that it would they should have much of a say, you know. But if you've been there and done it and understand the league, and you're on the competition committee, you know, like Tomlin's highly, highly respected around the league and is one of the premier coaches of his generation. I think it'd be crazy not to get his input. That doesn't mean that he's going to have the final say. He absolutely won't. But you want those two to get along and you would love your head coach to put his stamp of approval on them and or even rank them. You know, here's five names, coach. Yeah, who, who do you who do you favor? Yeah, who's your who, which guy did you like the best? Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see where it matches up at. Yeah. Or any of them a flat out no for you. And if I was you know, the owner, 
I would probably eliminate that guy unless I was totally in love with them. You know, like, boy, I just don't see our personalities getting along. Okay, cool. Thanks for your input. We probably won't go that direction. Who are your favorite two? I like Johnny and Freddie. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> but, but honestly, I mean, like I know for a fact, Donahoe sat in on Cowers hiring the interviews. Like that's okay, just, right, 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 right. That's what the Steelers do. That's, that's smart. Because those guys are going to have to work together. Right, right, right. And, and you know, I, when I talked to Cowher about that, he said, look, I met him during the process. I knew he had a background in Western Pennsylvania and he went to high school there. We knew a lot about him in his time in Detroit with Ronnie Hughes. And then after we went through the process, Mr. Rooney made the decision. It just seemed like a really natural fit. We hit it off from the beginning. It's still going to be Art Rooney's decision mm-hmm. with input from the head coach. I mean, if I retired tomorrow, wouldn't you want some input of who your next host would be? Yeah. I'm the, hey, Dale, here, here's who you're going to work with. Really? I don't know that guy. I don't know that guy, and I don't <laughs> like anything about him. Or, oh, that sounds cool. Or, here's three names. Who do you like best? Okay, that works. You know, it, it only makes sense to me. I mean, they have to work hand in hand and do different jobs. Quick question for you. I know Tomlin has a lot of power now, and we only need to have labs on to tell us how the power structure in the league works. You know, like no one's walking down the end of the office and be like, yeah, I just fired this coach. What do you think about that? You know, right. To the owner, you know, the owner's going to be the final decision maker forever and ever. But my hunch is Tomlin will have more power than the new GM, whoever that is. No, no. Okay. <clears throat> just because that's not the way they do it. That's not the way they do it. Uh, they're going to okay. trust whoever they hire power power is a weird word. It's a weird word because the, 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 he has more, he might have a little more pull mm-hmm. with art Rooney. Sure. Cause he's been there and done it, but the way that their power structure works, everybody answers to art Rooney. Mm-hmm. And if the, people are getting Including caught up, the ticket people yeah. and the, yeah, the people that you know, I mean, he has a title and, team. Right, right. He's team president, and that means a lot in this organization. In other mm-hmm. organizations, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, the, the business people, the football people, the groundskeepers, they all enter to the same office. Yeah, so it's a, it's a pyramid, and there's one head at the top. The next two guys down from that top, if, you're, if there's two or three or whatever it may be, but the two of the guys who are on that next tier down are the head coach. In the GM. Mm-hmm. And they don't report to anybody in between. There's no buffer, as Michael Corleone right, said. Right, you know, right, right, right. What people need to understand about this, they're getting too caught up in the, the term general manager. And thinking about, point, this, right. thinking about this as, as if it's the same, it has the same meaning as it does in the 31 other organizations. It does not. They could call it whatever you want. What it, what it really is is still director of football operations. Mm-hmm. And that what that means is that he runs the scouting department. Yes. This isn't necessarily relevant, but when I was director of football relations or director of football operations at Akron or Crystal Sala at Pitt, not to minimize those jobs at all. Basically what that was at the college level was you handle everything that's not on the field. You know, the, the recruiting, the travel, those type of things in the NFL, that is, Roster building. I mean, that's all football, but nothing that happens on game day or practices. It's organizing a scouting staff. You know, that pyramid will go new GM with director of college scouting being one of his arms, 
and director of pro scouting being the other arm. And then right. those guys will have area scouts or whatever answer to them. So just to kind of give you how 99% of the NFL teams are structured and that new GM will report to Mr. Rooney and the director of college scouting, and the director of pro scouting will be the ones that directly report to him. Correct. And that's how this works, but it really is with the Steelers. When they talk about, you know, a, a draft pick or something of that nature being a Steeler pick, or they, they sit down and they say, we came to a, we came to, uh, you know, this was the decision that we made. It mm-hmm. really is that. Like they, really all, is that. You're right, right. they all have a voice in the entire th- process. Art Rooney's the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. He, he, his decision breaks all ties. In fact, his, the feeling his decision too. is is the decision. <laughs> is the decision. Well, okay, that that's great. I heard now he may saying. trust. He may say, "Well, you know, the the you know Mike wants to do this, or Kevin wants to do this," uh, but he would break the tie with those two. But the, it it becomes they have a t- they talk about this where they all sit down, they talk it out, and then they come to a decision. And I'm sure Mr. Rooney's more involved. For example, in the signing of Mitch Trubisky or the first round pick. Then he is the sixth round pick, you know, like I don't think he's losing a ton of sleep if they go with a fullback or a safety or a defensive tackle in the sixth and seventh round, you know, right. He's aware, but I don't yeah. think it's like, you know, the, the bigger the job, the more he's going to get involved. You well, know I mean? where he might get involved in something like that would be if the guy has an off the field issue an off the field. Right. And I, this, I wonder is if it's something that's too, way. too, is this something that's too bad, for, you know, he, mm-hmm. got, he had a DUI or he had something, you know, just throwing that out there when he was 18 years old, but yeah. he hasn't done anything since. Is that, is that okay? And then he would say yes or no. My hunch educated, you know, and kind of bend down that road a little bit. I would think that Kevin or whomever has a long meeting with Mr. Rooney a week, two weeks, four weeks, whatever, before the draft and said, here's all our red flag guys. Who can get a check? Who can get the stamp of approval and who can't? Here's the case for each and every one of them. And, you know, some of them are probably very easy. You know, boom, that's a no, no, no. And and a no means no. A no isn't. Right. He's okay in the third round. Right. Uh, we wouldn't use no, third no, round you, on him. no yeah. means you take him off your board. Right. Take that magnet and throw it in the trash. I and mean, he doesn't exist. You know, you'll play against him someday. He's yeah, a, right. I bet that's how it goes. And, Not, it, and it's just different from, for example, from what I've heard people talk about with, I'm just going to use them as, as an example, the Jaguars. Right, 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 right. You know, where Trent Balky, the general manager, really, and Mark Lamping is a team president, but Trent Balky handled all the on-field football stuff. All of it. Because mm-hmm. Shad Khan was never there. Your right. owners, your owners never in the building. And he's Shad Khan is just the owner. That's what he does. He owns the team and has somebody. Yeah. I mean, he let's pretend I own rental property in Florida. Well, I own it, but I have somebody taking care of it. You right. know what I mean? Which would There's be a epic. lot of then, teams like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not there every day. I'm never going to go there. I might go there for a week and take the family or whatever, but it's an investment. I'm hiring someone to deal with it. And there's a lot of owners in this league, and you can understand why, that aren't football people. I mean, the Roonies grew up in the family business where many people made their fortune elsewhere and then decided to buy a football team. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, they are in the business of football. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. They're in the building every day. There, there aren't many owners around the league um, who are in the building every day. Art Rooney uh, watches practice every day. He's out right, to, right, right, right. practice. He then meets with Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin after each practice every day. Mm-hmm. And they'll go out on the field. You see him at training camp. They go out on the field and they'll, they'll talk about, you know, everything that's going on on the field for 10, 15 minutes. And, and you know, what happens in those conversations, they could be talking about what, where they're going to dinner that night for all I know, but they <laughs> right, have, a, right, right, right. they do have that conversation that doesn't happen everywhere in the league. No. And I'm sure, again, I'm guessing I bet a lot of owners don't know the difference between cover two and cover three, or, you know, you know, what's, what's 12 personnel. I don't know. You know, I just see when they win and lose and I clap when they score touchdowns, you know, like, and I don't know if Mr. Rooney knows all that stuff or not. I bet he does. I mean, he has an idea of, Hey, when we go to our sub packages, we need a safety that can run better than the guy we have, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they have those conversations, but too many people are getting caught up in that title of general manager. Kevin Colbert didn't have that title when he was first hired. He was again, director of football operations, which is what, Donna, Tom Donahue had been, which is what, you know, the people who held that job before him at Dick Hoke mm-hmm. or uh, Dick uh, Haley had that, yes, had yeah, yeah. that job before Tom Donahue. They were director of football operations. They ran the scouting department. Yeah. The, re- yeah, yeah. the reason that Kevin Colbert got the general manager title, as he told us uh, after he got the title, he said, look, it really doesn't mean anything. I didn't get any new duties or anything like that. But when he was going out, on scouting trips, he was getting put with the rest of the scouts. Which isn't as good a situation. Because the scouts would get put in the in the stands and he would look up in the stand in the in the in the press box and all the league's general managers, the people who had the general manager title were sitting up there. And some of them, half of those guys were, you know, these 30-year-old scouts that were getting hired as general manager jobs. They weren't any different. To, they didn't have his experience. No, right, right, right. They did the same job as he does, but, you know, so he's, he, you know, he went to Art and said, hey, can I, you know. Change I, my title. Because can we change my title? I don't care if we change the duties. But can we for more money or, you know, yeah. just can we change just, what I call me. Yeah. Can we just call it that so I don't have to sit in the stands anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, 10-year employee doing what he does, Kevin Colbert of the Steelers, should not sit next to Matt Williamson in his first year with the Browns. You know, right. by no means, you know, of course. And that makes perfect sense. Um, quick question for you. So I think I know the answer, but Kevin is no longer involved with day-to-day operations, right? I mean, he is at this point. He's going to, he's staying on. When's that quit? Okay. Or don't Basically through the end of May, he said he would stay on and, and, you know, continue until they find somebody or, mm-hmm. so I, I think there's, you know, kind of your timetable. Uh, it might not happen right away in terms of the hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot fewer things to do right now than there is three weeks ago. Right. I mean, at this point, they're just kind of, you know, starting plans on um, where, guys, you know, the scouts are going to go this summer and things of that nature, you know. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, finally, okay, we, we can now take all these players off of our big board because they're all, they're all either signed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we got we to update all that. So that's, that's basically what's happening now. So if it came out, you know, uh, tonight, the Steelers are bringing back Joe Hayden. Kevin would have been involved in that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So um, maybe that's what they're doing now is this whole in our roster. I don't love, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're going to talk about, about, Hey, what did, know? what didn't we get done in the draft? 
Mm-hmm. And then but, you, you take care of that stuff. But the, you know, the, that to me is why, um, you know, the way that the Steelers do things when people talk about, well, why are they keeping Kevin Colbert on through the draft? And they should bring in the new guy now. Well, it's a Steeler draft. It's not a Kevin Colbert, necessarily a Kevin Colbert draft. Yes, he gathers the information and mm-hmm. his, his staff does that, uh, but it's a Steeler pick. Yes. And they always say that. I mean, whether it's coach or Kevin or, or, ownership or position coach who's ever at the podium draft day after the pick it's always we it's always we it's not like well i really like this guy you know it's yeah. always we you know um the other question i had for you is those three names you mentioned to start the segment of gm candidates you don't think it's whittled down to those three do you i mean we don't know the final that's three. what we don't know and we don't know the timing's interesting though yeah the timing is interesting that the three came out within a few days of each other all post-draft. All post-draft. And I knew they were going to start the, you know, this the second round of interviews here. Um, they interviewed 16 guys for that job. Yeah. The first time through. So I could see pairing that down to five or six mm-hmm. and going from there. Um, that makes sense. But I mean, we've heard the names like Lewis Riddick. I mean, we only mentioned him because that's a name most people would know, as opposed to the names you mentioned before. That's the one I keep getting. Everybody's well, they right. need to they need to hire Lewis Riddick. They have to hire Lewis. Why? Because you saw him on TV. Because you saw him on TV and he went to Pitt, so he must be. He'd be a fine choice. I wouldn't qual. I wouldn't. Frankly, any team that hires a GM nine out of ten times, I feel very underqualified to talk about. Let alone. Right. No offense, folks, but the people that are even less close to the situation, <laughs> it's really hard to tell. It's just like the Colbert thing. You know, like when they hired Colbert, if the exact same Colbert clone got hired tomorrow, I wouldn't have much of a comment on it. I'd be like, oh, he comes from the Lions and, you know, they talk highly of him. He's a local dude. Great. And we'll see what he does. You know, let's see how he handles things starting with his opening press conference. You know, go from there. It's hard yeah. to comment on. It really is. I mean, you can look at what they what their teams did in the past, but again, mm-hmm. we don't know what the conversations were in those draft rooms, right? When those teams made, you know, did the GM make the pick, or did was it some kind of? I, I'm I'm not involved with the other 31 teams. I just know how the Steelers do things. Yeah, you know, like I'm sitting here thinking, let's say they hire, and many teams have done this. Houston, for example, hire a big dog out of the Patriots organization. Well, you'd immediately think. Well, they're going to handle things much as the way Bill did, you know, and they're going to have smaller draft boards and they're going to look for specific things. They might value corners more than they do pass rushers. But only one guy made a decision in that room and it was Belichick. You know, the new guy might be like, yeah, I learned a lot from Bill, but in my new stint, I'm going to do something totally different because my say would have gotten, would have made, we would have made a lot of different picks, you know I mean? Like, right. Just because they came from a stable organization or if someone t- steals someone from the Steelers, you think you have a guideline of how they're going to build the team, but you don't know it. Well, you never had the opportunity know, to do it. I, I did talk to Whaley about that a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, did you do a lot of the same stuff that, that Colbert did? He said, I, you know, I, I copied about 80% of what Kevin did, but the other okay. stuff I had my own twist on. That's only natural. That's what that anybody's going to do. That's right. You know, yeah, you're right. going to do a lot of the, the stuff that you, you, you know, he worked under Kevin Colbert for 10 years. Of course, you're going to pick up a lot of the same traits and things. And you work in that organization. You saw how successful it could be. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Whaley, you know, Whaley was there from 2000. Actually, he started in 99. His first year was under Colbert or under uh, Donahoe. It, but then he was there till 2010. Yeah. So, you know, they had quite a bit of success in that decade. Why wouldn't yeah. you copy that? <laughs> yeah. And like going back to the Patriots, I mean, Matt Patricia and numerous others tried to be Bill. Well, that doesn't fly. You know, you right. still have you to can't do things exactly like he did. Right. You're on him. You can. Right. You can't be like, boy, what would Bill do in this decision? Oh, I'm going to do that. You know, that doesn't fly. But I'm sure things that, you know, Doug Whaley was probably referring to were, boy, the Steelers have a great scouting system. You know, a 6-0 grade means this. A 7-0 grade means this. We're going to have these type of people cross-check this player. I want the tight end coach to watch the top 10 tight ends and that area scout and somebody else. I'm going to use the same process because it works really well and somebody built this thing. Let's continue using it. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff I think people are talking about. Not like, boy, would Kevin take this guard or would he take this defensive tackle? I bet he takes defensive tackle. I should do that. No, then you're, you're setting <laughs> yourself up for success, you know, for failure. Right. Absolutely. But uh, it's all, it's all going to be very interesting. interesting. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, the guy who has always held that job going again, going back to Dick Haley in the, in the, in the seventies uh, has been a, a Pittsburgh guy. You go from Haley to mm-hmm. Donahoe to Colbert. Um, doubt that's a coincidence. I doubt that is a coincidence. And I do know that of the, of the three finalists, current finalists, mm-hmm. the three guys they're bringing back for second interviews, Willie's the only one that has that. Okay. Upper St. Clair guy. Yeah. Yep. He's actually so, a year older than me from St. Clair where I live now. Yeah. So, you know, whether that's a determining factor or not, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think it, I think it gets considered. I don't think they would take a lesser candidate just because he's. It could be a tiebreaker. It could be right, a tiebreaker. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? It could be a tiebreaker. And it's not just because I think there's value in understanding what the Steelers mean to this community. And that's a part of it. And that's something yeah. that Cower told me. Like, look, we. You know, Kevin and I both were, were, you know, they were, they were of a similar age. Mm-hmm. They both were in Pittsburgh in the seventies, growing up, going to high school in this, in this Pittsburgh in the seventies. You knew exactly, exactly what the Steelers meant to the community. Sure. You didn't have to guess. Like, <clears throat> I mean, there may be some candidate from Tucson that's tremendous. That is better than everybody else, but he may come here and be like, Whoa, this is different than what I'm used to. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Interesting. But it'll all play out, and we'll see how it works out. Uh, um, interesting. We'll keep, we'll keep you updated on that. There's Matt, no timetable on the news, or there's certainly there, no There deadline, really isn't. Right? I mean, I, right, I, think, right. I think you'd like to have it done with, you know, maybe by the end of May, early June, sometime in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get that done around mini camp time, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you want to have them in place before you go to training camp. Because mm-hmm. then you got yeah. to start making decisions on stuff. And- and even if Kevin is done and isn't there day to day and there isn't a new guy in place, there's plenty of people can make the decision. Should we bring back Joe Hayden or not? Right. And he's still you know, going to be, he's still going to be part of this. I mean, that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the beauty of it. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you have him be part of it? Absolutely. Right. You know, that, that's, cool. again, it's that's the whole, the, the whole reason why you don't need, they didn't need to bring somebody in before the draft. Colbert's not going anywhere, folks. Like you if wanna, they brought someone in before the draft, he probably would have just sat in the corner of the room and listened. Listened, yeah, yeah. And you know, in this case, 
you know, this is this was so different because usually the GM has, had gotten fired. Right, right, right. There's so, a hole. Yeah, there's a hole there. You you know, so the new guys coming in, and you know, Whaley told like when I talked to Whaley about it, uh, Colbert actually said the same thing. Like when he got hired his first year was Donahoe got fired. After yeah, the right, season. right, right, right. There was a hole there. Most of the hay is already in the barn in terms of the draft. Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. Especially if you're not then. making wholesale changes like the one I was involved. Yeah, you know, especially back then because the draft like was was earlier back then too. Yeah, that's a good point. Too. So you know they had the scouts had already done all of their draft prep. It was yeah, already. They're not, gonna, yeah. they're not gonna go watch the LSU game again. Yeah, and, and, you know, and change that's, change that's, your that's opinion in the barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a good point. That's just the way and this the scheme, is the scheme's not different. The coach is going to be the same. You know, right. Like I went from a four three to a three, four back when that used to really mean something. Well, then you had to reevaluate guys, but they wouldn't have to in that situation. They didn't have to do that. So yeah, Colbert will still be around. He could, you know, if the new GM, whoever it may be, has a question about something or how they do something or how they've done something, mm-hmm. he can pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a better, better concierge than my father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for today's show. We'll keep you updated on all that stuff. Uh, We appreciate you listening. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally, and we thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.